the ground now. I'm way too gone. Way too gone. All right, legends. Welcome back to yet another episode, dude, of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive. Dude, feel the hype, spread the hype, etc., dude, etc. I am personally feeling optimistic this week. Okay, obviously, end of last week, you know, I don't want to dive back into negativity, but it was a tough time. The Mazda Metro went down. I repeat, the Mazda Metro went down. Okay, thank you all uh, for your messages of support. Um, truly, some of them were truly, truly heartfelt. Uh, some of you didn't really take the situation seriously. That was noted. Okay, you've got a you've got a red mark next to your name going forward into the future. But overall, you know the vibe was supportive, and I appreciate it. I honestly think if the Mazda Metro started a podcast, it would do better than this one. I mean, the, the Mazda Metro is extremely well liked. Okay extremely well liked and i'm not not just talking about you know the lebo bloke you know eyeing me up at the red light you know jealous of my whip as it were uh i'm talking just around the general community you know um but the mazda metro i'm happy to say is back on the road um i'm gonna touch wood uh you know i didn't exactly get it fixed or see a professional or do anything about it um but you know still i think you know the old girl i gotta say i don't really know anything about cars but i know a little thing about money and i know if i go to a mechanic i'm not going to have any left okay now let me just tell you okay i filled it up to the brim with water okay it had no water in it i put my hand up for that mistake i understand what i did wrong There was no water in the engine, okay? Now, I filled it up to the brim. I checked the oil. Oil, uh, it's pretty much full, but I'm going to get some oil anyway. Now, do I need radiator coolant? What is coolant? Is it one of Freeze's freaking final forms on Dragon Ball Z? Is it something to keep your drinks cold? I don't understand the concept. I don't really... I'm not an expert in automobiles, okay? I'm an A to B, 9 to 5 get the fuck out of my face type commuter, okay? I want no fuss, no muss, you know? I love the Mazda Metro, but, you know, like, I got no interest in cars whatsoever, okay? Whatsoever. So I don't know anything about them. So I've been checking the water after every journey, went to the city and back last night. I'm watching that temperature gauge like a fucking hawk, dude, okay? Like a fucking hawk. So, I don't know what's required. I don't know what the future holds. Okay, the water is not going down anymore. So, I believe that would indicate there's no sort of crack in the radiator. Um, But, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like I said, I refuse to go to a mechanic. Um, So, if anyone has any car knowledge, hit me up, dude. Hit me up, all right? Um, yeah, also, I think maybe the mechanics have started talking. I mean, I've, I've spoken about them less than favorably on this podcast and, you know, I don't know how it works in those mechanic circles. Those little grease monkeys might've started lipping up to each other. I'm not sure, dude. You know, I don't know how it works. Maybe they set up a group chat. Are they chatting at TAFE at lunchtimes saying fucking Darcy's a piece of shit? You know, that Mazda Metro, we're going to, we're going to fuck him next time he comes in. 
And that was the best thing. This is the first time in my adult life I registered the Metro for a full year. Okay, I could never afford it before. And, you know, it just goes to show if you work hard, if you save your money, and if you take $14,000 out of your superannuation during a worldwide pandemic, you can have those, those luxuries in life, okay? So I don't need to register this thing till August. And to me, that says I don't need to see a fucking grease monkey until then, you know? So I'm reluctant to go to the mechanics, despite my mum calling me three times a day saying I have to. Um, now, even though I made it home, I intended to call NRMA and pretend I had broken down to get a free assessment. Mum told me that was in poor taste and ex- extremely bad karma. And my mum's a little bit hippy-dippy, voodoo-hoodoo. You know, don't move that fucking crystal. You know? So, I didn't call NRMA. I'm working on my gut instincts at this point. The Metro flying at the moment. But, you know... So hit me up with some knowledge for Christ's sake. But at the moment, the Metro is back. Okay. Let's pray it stays that way. Thanking everyone involved. Um, But let's crack into this episode. So firstly, dude, I got an early strikeout city. Now, Sunday, I had my first soccer preseason trial. Now, I say it was my first because there was actually five or six sessions before this one that I chose not to attend. And and that's for personal reasons, okay? Don't ask me why I can't make Wednesday training, Sunday morning fitness or Thursday warm downs, okay? I'm fucking busy, dude. I'm fucking busy. Um, Also, I don't really have any passion left for the sport. But so I attended my first preseason trial and it was a good one to attend. 35 degrees. The session started at 1 p.m. So thank you to the fucking sports scientists uh, running my team who worked that one out. 1 p.m. I've got beautiful Irish skin. Dude, I'm lathering up in SPF 70, but it can only do so much. Um, so I go to soccer, whatever. Uh, like, I'll say this, dude. Soccer, I haven't touched a ball or even really run anywhere since our last game last season when I led us to an emphatic 2-1 victory um, over the Make-A-Wish kids in my comp who lost every game that season. I'll say this, dude. I heard a lot of blokes at training talking about rust, you know, cobwebs, you know, oh, getting back into it. I cannot relate to any of this, dude. It's like a fucking bike for me, okay? My first touch was magnificent. And we went from there, okay? We went from there. You know, I'm coming off a league record last year. Two straight reds, five yellows, okay? So, confidence is high. I'm feeling good. And I I can't speak for the coaches who were, you know, trialing trialing the players, but I, I played unbelievably, okay? I played unbelievably. My cardio, no comment. But anyway, we go to soccer. I literally, dude, am about to black out. It is so hot and we're doing so much running. I was like dead set about to just, I was like, Lord, take me, send me, send me home. Okay. And I'm not talking about heaven. I'm talking about my house because this fucking sucks, dude. I want to go home. So we head home. I need to get a case of lagers on the way home from Dan Murphy's. Now, as I've said before, dude, Dan Murphy's is a freaking, it's a social maze. Okay. 
Some of them are so chatty, they want to fucking start a group chat with you and suck your dick. Others will just brush you completely, okay? Some people want to walk you to the freaking beer and, and pat you on the back while you pick it out. Other people just say, wine's over there, get the fuck out of my face, okay? So you don't know what you're going to get. I walked in and I needed, I was with Danny, my roommate, my confidant. He's trialing for our team this year. And I say trialing in inverted commas because he's much better than uh, almost everyone else in the team. Um, but Danny is a madman. After soccer training, he wanted to go straight to the gym. Okay, I don't know what he's trying to prove, um, but he'll get no interest from me. Absolutely none. So I walk in at Dare Movies. He says, can you get me a sugar-free Red Bull? I said, no worries. So I walk up to the hottest chick I can find in, with a Dan Murphy's name tag on. And I say, excuse me, do you have Red Bulls? And, and she said, yes, we do. They're in the cool room. I said, do you have the sugar-free option? Keep in mind, I'm dripping in sweat. I've got a Bunnings bucket hat on and I just look disheveled. She, she audibly laughs when I ask for the sugar-free option, which I found to be in poor taste, considering it's not even fucking for me. But anyway... So this, this, this chick thinks I've come in for just a Red Bull to Dan Murphy's, which is highly embarrassing. So I come out with a bloody 24 cold beers on my shoulder, Red Bull in my hand, you know, sweaty. I'm still honestly out of breath. I go to the counter, she served me, and I, I try to banter up, but I'm still so out of breath from soccer. And this, this is the worst thing that can happen to you when you're trying to banter up a hot chick. So she's like, oh, how's your dad? I said, oh, I just went to bloody soccer training 35 degrees almost blacked out hey <laughs> and uh she's like oh yeah cool nothing oh that's right i gotta tell you what wouldn't mind bloody pulling up a chair in that cool room for the afternoon hey geez it's nice in there she doesn't laugh not only does she not laugh okay which i could yeah i could accept she doesn't laugh this is the worst thing that could happen to you when you try to bear top of girl she goes can i see some id and i go Oh, yep. And then I get out my ID, but I realize it's expired. My ID is on my phone. I go, oh, it's in my car. Can I go get it? She's like, yeah, but you have to leave the beers here. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course. So I go back and get my phone, get my ID out. Disaster. Absolute disaster. Can't even look this chick in the eye at this point. I'm 26, by the way. For anyone playing at home, she looks at my ID. She's like, <laughs> she goes, oh, sorry. <laughs> Hands it back to me. I'm like, oh my God, this is just trash. I'm half expecting my fucking card to get declined at this point. This is the worst three minutes of my life. And then, um, yeah, I've, and then I've got a freaking, I'm carrying the case and I've got the Red Bull rolling around on top of the case. I'm trying to balance it and I'm just sweaty and I'm disheveled and I'm struck out. And that's why, dude, sometimes you just got to go to Liquorland because Dan Murphy's is a fucking whole experience, man. It's a whole experience. But anyway, so there's your strikeout C for the week. Not Stone cold sober on a Sunday. Um, I still managed to um, perform poorly with the opposite sex. So, you know, you never know where you could sneak one in. Very, very exciting. All right, so, dude, this weekend, the reason... I don't really have another strikeout story this week. It's because I spent the weekend at the Sydney Comedy Store. 
Friday and Saturday, two shows Saturday. It was really fun. Um, all the gigs went great. Not too many Yana Roos, really. Um, I will say the headliner was Chopper Reed or Chopper. It's the guy, Heath Franklin, he impersonates Chopper Reed and does stand-up. Now, this guy, I don't know how much money he makes, but I thought about it quite a bit over the weekend. I think it's, I think he's a multi-millionaire. But, you know, he might not be. But he makes a fuckload, dude. And this, chop, this Chopper bloke, you know, whenever, in stand-up, there's people who exist in the scene who I see all the time, you know? Um, I'm trying to think. So, Becky Lucas is quite famous. She's in the scene, you know, you, you, she's doing the gigs, you know, she's bloody in Surrey Hills at some freaking transgender cocktail bar telling yuck-em-ups. She exists within the scene, okay, but she's also very successful. Then there's people like Chopper Reed who are extremely successful and exist outside of the scene. He never does club gigs, he never does, you know, bar shows, he just does, he tours his shows and that's it. So you'd never meet these people. Um, Akmal is another one. Uh, Carl Barron is the ultimate. I mean, that guy is a recluse. I don't even... I think I know one person who's met him in Sydney comedy. You know, Carl Barron is like the freaking Eminem of Australian comedy. He just freaking sits up in his mansion all day, tours, makes God knows how much money, um, and then goes back to his mansion. I don't, I don't know, like, I haven't heard any crazy stories about Carl Barron doing coke or, or freaking no funny stories, nothing. You hear nothing. Okay? The only, the only Carl Barron story I've heard is a bit, of, a bit of a legend in Sydney comedy. And I've not told this one on the pod before, I don't think, but this is the only Carl Barron story anyone's really heard, you know? And this is a good one. So, Carl Barron, for years, was a struggling comedian, which I cannot relate to. <laughs> and Carl Barron could not would not be put on at the Sydney Comedy Store. They would not put him on. And this is, you know, 30 years ago. And the, sto- the store was in a completely different location. And he couldn't get on, no matter what. You know, they were like, nah, fuck you, Carl Barron. Or maybe they just said, we're, we're all booked up. He couldn't get on. So Carl Barron starts ha- getting a bit of success, starts getting quite a little bit of fame, you know, so finally, this the Sydney Comedy Store is like, all right, Carl, you can do an hour show at the Comedy Store. You know, you're blowing up. You're a great comedian. You've earned it. So Carl goes, no worries. Show sells out in about, I don't know, sells out rapidly. Sydney Comedy Store, I don't know what the old Comedy Store held, but let's say 300 people for the sake of argument. It's probably, might be more, might be a little bit less. Sold out show, eight o'clock show. Carl Barron's not there at 8 o'clock. He must be running late. Carl Barron never turns up to the show. He just didn't turn up. He sold it out and didn't turn up as a way of saying fuck you to the Sydney Comedy Store. Is that not the coolest thing? And then um, and then he, he, had his, he contacted all the people who bought tickets. Or he put an ad in the paper, sorry, I should say. In that, um, because this is before emails and that. He put an ad in the paper saying anyone who had a ticket to my Sydney Comedy Store show, keep your ticket, I'm doing a show next week at this time, you can come for free. And then he did a show at a different venue, right? What a freaking elaborate way to completely mug off a venue. 
in a way that is so over the top. What a way to hold a grudge, you know? I love that stuff. So then, the Sydney Comedy Store has got 300 furious Carl Barron fans. And they're like, oh, we could send up fucking Joe Blow to do some comedy. And they're like, we want the king Carl Barron. So there's riots at the comedy store. Carl Barron's at home fucking sipping on an ice cold lager, I'd imagine. What a fucking legend. So there's these characters that exist. They've sort of, they exist outside the club circuit. Chopper Reed is one of these. I never met him before. And then also, you're not even meeting Chopper. You're meeting Heath Franklin. You know, so I meet him. He's a little bit standoffish at first, but overall, i got to say, bloke's a fucking legend. You know, sometimes you meet these older comedians um, and, you know, they're not friendly. They are not friendly. Um, but yeah, I remember I, I told this, uh, story on Luke and Lewis. I was opening for this guy. This is like five years ago now. And, uh, I was opening for this guy in this country town. I think it was like fucking somewhere down South, like Bateman's Bay or something. And, uh, and I, the, the bar manager said, go and get your key from, from the headliner next door. It was me and Pat Doherty. And we go and knock on his door. And we said, oh, hi, I'm Billy. This is Pat. You know, we're opening for you tonight. Apparently, you've got our key. You know, we're really looking forward to the show. Um, this guy's a big name. And he just he opened the, he just held the key out. He didn't even look up from his desk. He just held the key out. I grabbed the key. And then he just slammed the door in my face. <laughs> didn't even say a word to us. I'm just standing there with the key. With the, the doors, like, touching my nose. <laughs> So not everyone's super friendly, you know, you don't know. And I think some of these guys, they get to a success level where they don't have to be friendly necessarily. Um, but I will say, you know, overall, 95% of people you meet are, are very friendly. Um, yeah, so Chopper Reed is so friendly. And Macca has been rabbiting on all week. Macca's a Chopper Reed fan. He goes, does Chopper Reed draw his tattoos on? Because he has these tattoos to look like Chopper, the, the notorious criminal. And I said, mate, they're tattoo sleeves. There's no way he draws them on every night. You're a fucking idiot. And Mac is like, I bet he draws them on with a Sharpie. And me and Adam are like, you are the dumbest bloke we have ever met. Ever. Okay? Turns out he draws them on with a fucking Sharpie. So, Macca was right. I mean, first and last time for everything, I'd imagine. But dude, Chopper Reed is so fucking good at stand-up. It's unbelievable. Like, he did a different set all three shows killed all three shows like and it's you know new stuff about covid you know stuff that's in the news just like stuff about sport just bang 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 dude chopper reed is a fucking gun when he starts touring again you should all go see him not that he needs the ticket sales but my god i'll be there like he's so good at stand-up it's like i'm not joking he's fucking good so anyway do the gigs with him they're super fun i got i had a guy come and film my sets on saturday night they went well, you know, the camera can fuck with you when you're doing stand-up because Dave Chappelle will film his show like 10 times for Netflix. So it's like, who gives a fuck? You know, if you don't get it on the first take, you got nine more. But I had two bits I wanted to get. They're both like three minutes long. And I was only doing seven minutes in each show. So I had one shot at getting each bit because you got to open up, you know, you got to do your opener, you know, get the crowd on side. You know, you can't just start with the bit you want to record. You got to start doing well, you know, and by the time you get into it, you've only got time to do one of them. 
So I got one shot at each bit. First bit goes well. Okay, I haven't seen the footage yet, but it went well. But I was a little bit timid, you know. I was just making sure I hit my beats. But I wasn't really going for it per se. But then the second show, because I had that one bit, I thought, I've got that. The second show, I had a couple of beers waiting for the second show. thought, fuck this, I'm going to give it some here. Um, and the second show, dude, I fucking ripped. So, um, the, the second show, I, I hope both come out really well. Um, I was happy with it. We'll see how we go. Um, but yeah, so that's exciting. It was a really fun weekend. Chopper Reed's a legend. Got blind after the, sh- after the Saturday shows. Um, and yeah, do you ever just misread a room? Like on, before the first show, I was like, who's hanging around tonight? Let's get blind as bats. And like the MC and the head and chopper reader, like dads, they're like, oh, I might hang around for one. And then everyone else was like, everyone else was like, oh, I've got, I've got stuff on. I've got to leave. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Don't worry about it. All good. In my head, I was like, fuck, I thought we we're going to drill piss till like 3am. Come on, guys. Come on. But anyway. So what do we got, bloody, uh... Oh, yeah, dude, so I saw this. Okay, so... I was watching, um... Here's a bloody... Here's a night out story from back in the day. Okay, and I was reminded of this. On Sunday, I was watching... Uh, Sydney grade cricket is now on KO. Um, not all the games, but the one-day Sydney grade cricket final was on KO. Awesome, dude. Uh, oh, I hope that becomes a thing going forward. Be so cool. Um, so I'm watching the one-day uh, cricket grand final. And this is after soccer on Sunday. On the beers with Macca, having a great time. And it's one of those things where you turn it on like almost as a joke because Macca... Macca doesn't like cricket that much, let alone fucking Randwick Petersham versus who gives a fuck, you know? So I'm like, mate, you know, let's just chuck this on for 20 minutes, see how you go. There's nothing else on. We've got the TV set up outside, beers are flowing, Macca's rolling up one of the more sizable joints we've seen, and uh, we're having a great time. It turns into a ripper game, loving it, loving it. Now, it's being played at Dremoyne Oval in Sydney. Dremoyne Oval, years ago, one morning... I woke up under the covers at Dremoyne Oval. Okay, the covers for the pitch, I woke up underneath them after a huge night out. So here's what happened. So one day I'm playing third grade, I think, probably. I don't know. Playing some grade, one of the lower ones. That's all I know for sure. And uh, threes to fives, pick your own adventure. And got a hundred. Shock. Okay. Now this is back when I'm maybe... I want to say 21, 20, and I'm kind of a bit of a, a psycho, as it were, in that, you know, like, you just live for just getting blind as you can with the lads. Uh, not that I still am not like this, but I think I've chilled out a fair bit in, since I was 20. Um, so this is back when, like, the grey cricketer had just come on the scene, like the, the comedians, and there was the Holy Grail, as they call it, the, the, the trilogy. You get a ton... You go for a circuit, you have sex with a beautiful woman. The holy grail of great cricket. The ton circuit chop. And, you know, when you're a player of limited ability, when you get 100, you know, you, let's say you get 200 a year, 
I mean, and that's a great year. You know, you got two shots at the Grail. Now, me and this guy, uh, me and this guy James Crossway, one of the first grade players, he also got a hundred, but he used to get them all the time. But yeah, so me and him, we had someone's birthday in the city. I think my mate Brad's. Go out into the city. We're ch- we're chasing. We're chasing the trilogy. Okay, we are chasing the trilogy, and we're having a great time. We're talking to birds. We're getting blind. You know, we we've, we've just got hundreds. It's going great. You know, all the lads are out. We're in the city. We don't usually go to the city. It's bloody going off. It's absolutely going off. Now, what happens next was, I think, it starts to get to like 3 a.m. And, you know, the boys have not picked up. And I personally don't think you can pick up after 3 a.m. Or anyone you would pick up after 3 a.m., you probably wouldn't want to. You know? When was the last time you freaking... <laughs> when was the last... Like, any chick who's like attractive and like not a complete fucking weirdo if they're if they're singling out and about and they haven't either left or like if they're still you know hanging around waiting for a bloke to talk to them at 4 30 you know why do you think the last 15 blokes have passed up you know something is amiss okay so it's like 4 30 i'm at a freaking i end up at a silent disco in newtown but it's like a gothic silent disco or something everyone has like um they're all dressed like vampires or something. It was terrifying. It was terrifying, this silent disco. Me and Brad ended up at this thing until like 6am. And we're not even doing drugs, I think. We're just drunk. Everyone's on God knows what at this thing. They've all got um, coloured contacts in and they're all wearing leather jackets. And it's like psy trance music. And I'm like 20. I mean, I'd, I'm trying to find the channel on the fucking headset for a bit, a bit of bloody fucking... <laughs> Give me the Foo Fighters or something, you know? I'm looking for some Avril Lavigne. I'm like, what channel is Avril on? And it gets to like fucking 6 a.m. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I, go, I gotta get home. Get an Uber. I'm, I'm just out to lunch, okay? I think I blacked down the Uber. I'm not sure what happened. Anyway, I wake up and I'm kind of wet. Um, and I'm blanket over my head. I wake up at fucking Dremoyne Oval. I'm under the covers of the cricket ground. I'm on, I'm on the pitch. I'm under the covers. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Turns out my club's under 21s was playing there. And I was like, oh, I must have thought, because oh, I was supposed to go out and watch the under 21s the next day. Um, so I must have been 22. Or maybe I just didn't make the under 21s. Anyway. So I wake up. This fucking, I'll tell you what. You want to see the, the look of horror on someone's face. The 18-year-old greenkeeping apprentice was the one that found me. So he's just seen like a fucking, like a body under the covers. So he's thinking this bloke's dead for all money. This bloke's fucking brown bread. You know, 16 bucks an hour, the poor bloke's already working a Sunday and now he's got to call the cops on a fucking corpse. So this pulls the covers back, he wakes me up. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? Uh, he's like, fucking hell man, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm cool, I'm cool. And, uh, He's fucking, what's bloody going on here? So he goes, do you want some water? I go, I'd love some water. So I get some water. I go up on the hill at Dremont Oval. I pass out again. Wake up. It's hot. It's hot. I wake up at about 9.30 and the the, the opposition team are freaking warming up in front of me. And I'm still raucously drunk. Okay, so I start you know, chirping them a bit, going, you suck, you losers, 
you fucking lose it. Like, just carrying on like an absolute... This is what I mean when I was a bit of a psycho back in the day. And just carrying on. Just going, you guys are going to... We're going to destroy you. You know, like, I'm still in full circuit kit, covered in mud, sweaty and still raucously hammered. The secretary of their club comes over and ejects me from the ground before the game's even started. He goes, if you come back within um, two hours, I'll have to call the police. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. And, uh, and yeah, I did come back. And then I just slept in the dressing rooms all day. Keep in mind, I was the club captain at the time. Like, this is just the sort of behavior where I really needed to sort of iron out my personality a little bit in my early 20s. And, uh, you know, not a, not a done job over here. But, you know, I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. But, yeah, dude. So, I was watching cricket at Tremoyne Oval on Sunday and brought back some goddamn memories, didn't it? Hey? <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> oh, God. All right, dude. <laughs> we have the return of one of my favorite segments of the pod. It doesn't come around often, um, but when it does, it's a real treat. And that is when all you had to do was nothing and you couldn't handle that, dude. Okay? This is when a celebrity goes out of their way to fuck up. Okay? This is when a celebrity, when all they had to do was absolutely nothing and they couldn't even handle that, dude. <laughs> There is nothing better. This week's winner is rugby league star Tom Trebojevic. Um, Tom Trebojevic, Tommy Turbo, some people refer to him. Um, he's a fast man. Now, a bit of context on Tommy Turbo. If you're not familiar, if you're from maybe some of the states where they don't worship violent criminals like we do here in Sydney, uh, Tommy Turbo is a rugby league player, just a fucking absolute gun. And uh, he's, he plays fullback. He's extremely fast. And a bit of context on Tommy Turbo is that he's pretty much only played half a season for the last three seasons um, due to uh, chronic hamstring strains. Okay, he's, he's got dodgy hammies. You know, uh, I'd liken him to Shane Watson, if you will. And so Tommy Turbo, um, you know, he's had a great preseason. You know, he's fit. He's ready to go. And um, all he had to do was absolutely nothing. Okay. And he couldn't handle that. So Tommy Turbo is in the mighty Manly Corso. Um, you know, the Seagulls are often out. And uh, I've seen Tommy Turbo a fair few times down there at, in the bloody Corso. I remember one night, um, Tommy Turbo was sort of having a run at a, at a mate of mine's girlfriend. And uh, he, he brought over like 15 vodka lime and sodas. And, you know, he was like, oh, Kate, these are for you and your friends. Um, because we're sort of friends with the... Uh, the Manly Seagulls cheerleaders. I think they have a name. It's like the Sea Angels or something. The Sea Dancers. The Sea... The Sea Chicks. This, they have a name. And uh, so the Seagulls cheerleaders, we're hanging out with them. And because uh, a mate of mine goes out with one of them. And uh, it's actually Macca's brother. Shout out Scotty Mac. What a legend. Scotty Mac is like Macca, my roommate, my best mate. Except he's much more successful and much more better looking. So, so yeah, so it's Mac's brother and, uh, dude, Tommy Turbo brings over about 25 drinks, uh, hoping to maybe, you know, get around these girls. Well, unfortunately for Tommy Turbo, me, Samos and Macca drank all of them. Uh, I don't think the poor girl saw a vodka lime and soda that night. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. 
So Tommy Turbo's in the course. I will say I've seen him out a fair few times. From all accounts, the bloke's an absolute legend. Um, but on this night, all he had to do was nothing, and he couldn't handle that. So this bloke challenges him to a, to a 100-meter race down the Corso at like 3 a.m., you know, cold night. I think it was maybe even wet as well. Not only does Tommy Turbo get beaten in this race, okay, um, but he also pulls his hammy doing it. Okay, that's doubly embarrassing. If you just smoked the fuck out of this kid and was like, oh, twinge the hammy, it'd be like, yeah, we could all see why. That You just ran so fast. That was awesome. But this random pisshead has just absolutely gassed him. And Tommy Turbo has hurt himself in the process. Now, what makes this even funnier is Monday I come home and it's on the news that Tommy Turbo has slipped over in the bathroom and, and tweaked his hammy that way. You know, he said, it's embarrassing. I slipped over in the shower, did the hammy. You know, oh, you know, it's just, it's like when I think David Kidwell tripped over his four-year-old daughter years ago and did an ACL. Uh, and the only difference was that was true, as far as I'm aware. But anyway, keep in mind. So it's in the media that Tommy Turbo slipped in the shower. My roommate, Adam, has the video of him racing this guy in the Corso and doing his hammy. So we already know that this is a lie. And me and the lads are like, well, this is definitely going to come out. Within an hour, the video is everywhere. Batuta Advocate have picked it up. You know, this kid who beat him is a fucking superstar. Tommy Turbo has been exposed in this horrendous lie. And dude, at the end of the day, all you had to do was nothing, Tommy. And you couldn't handle that. Okay, why would you do that? You idiot. You absolute idiot, you know? But I want to know, did he tell the, did he tell the club what actually happened? And the publicist was like, you're going to lie and say you did it in the shower? Or did he lie to the club? I think we all know he definitely lied to the club, but I'd like to give him some wiggle room because as I said, he's a fantastic man. Uh, but yeah, dude, why would you do that? He's It's 2 a.m. He's blind, no warm-up, skinny jeans on. You know, they're not helping the mobility. You know, you got, you got the converses on. We've all fucking gone for a run in our converses usually away from uh, cops and or Samoans. But, you know, they're not... A, you're not warmed up, Tommy. You haven't stretched the pins, you know? You're bloody... Your hamster, there's another fucking four rounds out. And and Tommy Turbo, you're getting older, mate. You've got to play these games. You're slipping away. You're not getting any quicker, as we found out in the Corso on Saturday night, you know? How much longer before even fucking Billy D could take you down over the 100 metres? I run a gentleman's 14. I'll see you on the track, son. I'll see you on the track. And that is this week's episode <laughs> of, like, I love people that, like, lie where they didn't really have to lie. You know, like, I, I, like you did have to lie, but how could you not know people were filming it? Like, when you see the video, there's heaps of people watching. There's heaps of people watching. You know? I would have said... Yes, I did race that guy, but then I've actually bloody done it in the warm-up Monday morning. Here's what you do. This is, mate, this, how fucking hard is it, okay? You do your hammy Saturday night at 3 a.m., okay? Do not tell a fucking soul. Monday morning training, we're in the warm-up. I immediately, halfway through the warm-up, I go down, I go, fuck my hammy. I've just pulled it. And then I die with the fucking lie, Tommy, Okay? If you just say, I just pulled my hamstring in the warm-up, no one, they can suspect you're lying, 
and people can release the video. But if you just stick to your story and die with the lie, it's going to go away. Okay, it's going to go away. And I'm pretty sure at training, you know, they, they always have video cameras there. You get videoed limping off at training. I just don't think it's that hard. Okay, I just don't think it's that hard. Dude, okay. Anyway, it's just not that hard. But anyway, let's wrap this thing up. Um, I got one more little Yanaru. Dude, so I saw this the other day. This is like one of those things you only see on YouTube, but I saw it in real life. Um, I saw one of these things where an, a- an old Asian lady is standing in a parking spot blocking a car. And it was, it was a, uh, so basically I'm in the city for a gig and in the back streets of Surrey Hill. So it's all reverse parallel, tiny streets. You know, I mean, the Mazda Metro whips into these things like you wouldn't believe, but this guy's got a fucking a Subaru or something. It's actually a young Asian man. Um, I'm not sure if they were both the same, uh, from hailing from the same Asian country as it were. Um, but yeah, from the same region for sure. So we got, we got a, a, like a 22 year old Asian bloke in a Subaru trying to reverse parallel. This million year old Asian woman is standing in the spot going, no park, no park. And then, and he's like, what? And he just keeps reversing. You know, this bloke's giving her the business, mate. And then I'm standing there going, what's going on? Because who's she holding it for? But then after about a minute of arguing, this old Asian bloke comes down the hill in a car and she's like, he park, he park, not you, not you. And it's like, where the fuck's he been? You know, have you been waiting for him to clock off from work? That's, this is not how it works. This is not how parking democracy works. Okay. And I'm just watching on, but I'm, I'm watching on, I'm neutral in my mind and in what I'm saying, because I'm saying nothing. But in my head, I'm fucking furious. I'm on the side of this 22 year old kid. You can't park in a spot without a car. It's the only requirement. Okay. I don't care if you're fucking, what part of the world you're from, you know, what gender you are, you bloody ascribed, uh, subscribe to whatever, you know, what your favorite TV show is. I don't care if you like my haircut or not. You cannot park in a car parking spot without a fucking car, dude. Can we at least agree on that as a as a species? As a fucking species, can we at least agree on that? You know? So and this kid is getting frustrated, and now he's seen the other the other car turn up, and it's just like he loses it. And I'm for this kid losing it. He goes. What the fuck are you doing? Get out of the way. And he just starts reversing. He's reversing slowly, but he's reversing. And I'm watching on. And uh, and it just goes to show, dude, I don't care who you are. If you're fucking stone cold Steve Austin, brother. If I'm reversing my car at one kilometer an hour, you can't stop it. Okay? And, and if Steve Austin can't stop it, this fucking frail Mrs. Miyagi million-year-old fucking whatever she definitely can't stop it so he just keeps reversing she has no choice but to like she's walking the car in at this point she's trying to stop it but he just keeps reversing and he pulls in and she eventually gives up and uh you know i witnessed justice being served that day and it was beautiful to see and i said to the bloke i said i'm with you brother good work and i gotta say this guy was still so fired up he said he said what the fuck did you say and he was like having a go at me. I said, I said, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I'm on your side. 
good job fuck that chick and he's like yeah yeah cool 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 but he was like you know he's all jacked up from the confrontation you know you wouldn't think bloody you know getting in a fucking in a standoff with like literally as close to dead as you can be asian woman would get you all that fired up you know you know we got a million year old asian woman versus a 22 year old man and his automobile i mean sports bet has voided the market on that one genuinely but this kid was fired up he had to go at me i clarified the situation and uh yeah don't park in spots if you don't have a car that's the message there and you know i didn't think it was one that needed to be sort of told to the people but apparently it does and i don't want to be racist and i don't want to you know what what i just said before again but it appears to only be Asian women that do this from what I've seen on YouTube and the internet. So that's a generalization that I'm happy to stand by at this point. Um, and you just know there's some fucking blonde Karen white chick out there that's done it as well. So, um, but until I see that video, yeah, it does appear to be only 95 year old Korean women that engage in this behavior. So I don't know, you know, what the etiquette is on the streets of Seoul. Um, but dude, yeah, you cannot park in a car spot without a fucking car, dude. So anyway, that is the pod for this week. Hey, fuck yeah, dude. Um, thanks for listening. I've been on a few podcasts recently as a guest, so I'll post those on the old interwebs and, uh, what else? If you'd like to tag a friend in a stand-up video, hopefully I should have some new stand-up videos coming out, you know, in the, in the coming weeks. So that'll be exciting. And uh, bloody tell a friend about the pod. Why not? You know? And uh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Watch. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone. Way too gone. Because these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong. Way too wrong. Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long. Way too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.